the college baseball experience, super regional picks and futures episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by edge boost. Yes. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sports slash edge to get started today. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of circle Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. I cannot wait to watch these games despite the ridiculous bullshit that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm joking, you wahoo losers. All right. Uh, look, uh, if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swigger, database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And uh, by the way, ECU, uh, we got a live live uh, right now. Uh, this was a reaction directly after the game. Sorry. So it wasn't live. It's taped, but uh, of the East Carolina baseball team leaving, leaving uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm dying this fucking country ass fucked up town. Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pilot. Let's get the fuck out of this country, mother. <laughs> oh, yes. UVA fan base. Always oh, fickle. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's go. You got lucky. You got very lucky. And a lot of those plays. I just think you guys are a counterfeit team, counterfeat fan base. Everything about you screams counterfeit. All right, this guy—he's not counterfeit. Uh, he is the, the the heartbeat behind the college baseball experience. And uh, look, he's he's doing everything. He's even unloading fucking mulch before the episode. You know, he's just doing—he's doing yard work. He's like Coach K these days. You know, just doing yard work. Uh, give it up for the host of the college baseball experience. You've heard him on the college basketball experience. You've heard him on the MLB network and the sports gambling podcast. Give it up for Noah Beanick. How you doing, brother? How's it going, Colby? Uh, thanks for having me on. Let's talk some college baseball super regionals. I wish I was on MLB network, only the MLB gambling podcast. Did I say though, MLB isn't, network? Isn't too bad in, in its own. I right? think we yeah, get better did, ratings. But... I think we get better ratings in the MLB network. So it's okay. We get more we views, baby. <laughs> uh, hey, it was it was a it was a very very fun weekend of baseball and I don't I don't think the Virginia Cavaliers are phony I have them winning it all uh, I, I have a bet on them well I maybe maybe I should have said you are phony because look <laughs> uh, look game that, my problem was the first game first game I thought we were the better team second you game I'll give it to him 
Uh, they cracked that thing open late, but the first game, man, we had we had two on like I feel like every single inning. We shouldn't have lost that game. Uh, so sometimes, you know, uh, you know, luck plays a role in all anyone's championship run. And uh, yeah, they got lucky. And uh, let's, let's talk about these games because we look money line, Maxi and drinks on me when Southern miss wins at all. Hey, I took Southern miss to, to play in the uh, championship as well. And I got a little nervous after they dropped that opener, but the golden Eagles flying high. Noah, uh, I, I, we're not going to recap all this action. Let's just jump into it because we got baseball going Friday, 9 a.m. on the West, noon on the East. Let's go, brother. All right. So, you want me to lead into these games? Well, I mean, I can start right now. The Duke Blue Devils, they're in. Th- See, this is this one makes a lot more sense. ECU's out of their element when they go to a cowardly town like Charlottesville, okay? <laughs> They didn't bring their tiki torches, all right. But Duke, two private school, Virginia private. I know they're public school, but they're private school pussies, all right. So then you get Duke private school pussies taking on Virginia private school pussies. It's a match made in heaven. I'm on board. ECU is out of their element when they came in there. Your sports bars don't even have fucking TVs in, in Charlottesville. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? I've been there, all right. Uh, but Duke, Virginia, going on uh, UVA. What minus one eighty. The Duke Blue Devils uh, catching catching so what uh, I don't know what, what do I got I do? plus one fifty in front of yeah me. plus one fifty as I somehow clicked on uh, MLS soccer my apologies that will never happen <laughs> again uh, but that's what happens when you start talking Charlottesville you start talking soccer um, you know what I'm doing here this is tough for me this is incredible I don't tough know what me. you're doing here to be honest. I actually got to take the Wahoos because they're playing the private school pussies. Uh, but, and the better East Carolina looks, the further Virginia goes. But don't worry, that, that ain't, I think I'm not going to pick much further. <laughs> uh, I got I got Virginia getting Duke. Little ACC matchup. Obviously, these teams met in the regular season. Noah, uh, plus one fifty, nice odds. Walk me through how Duke beats them. Yeah, so two, Duke actually took two of three at Virginia earlier this season, um, and their pitching staff they had an ERA of three seventy five in their four games over the weekend. Uh, their four oh nine team ERA ranks ninth in the country, which is very solid. Um, story of the regional, maybe in MJ Metz, he won uh, the Conway Regional MVP. He hit four forty four. He was eight for eighteen with four home runs, eight RBIs, and he scored four runs all on a torn ACL. Um, and then their best pitcher of the weekend was Alex Gow. He had a 325 ERA over the weekend with 12 punch outs and eight innings on Virginia's side over the weekend. They won all three of their regional games by a combined score of 25 to five. The Cavs received nine of the possible 11 all regional nominations. So East Carolina only got one there. Uh, sorry to ECU. A lot there. of bullshit going out. You know, a lot of bullshit. You know, and that's just typical NCA stuff. They, you know, they're going with the the. It's, the, it's the names. all the local writers, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> all, it really is. It really is. It's a bunch of bullshit. Then, but anyway, continue. And then Virginia's starting pitcher, uh, starting pitching, surrendered just three runs in eighteen point one innings. With they, a got lucky, they got lucky, man. They got lucky. Lucky that lucky the first game against ECU, but in general, like the the starting pitching throughout the week no, was stellar. 
even the second, even the second, uh, the second game against ECU. Now they cracked it open in the eighth, I believe, on, on when there was two outs, but uh, or maybe it was the seventh. Um, uh, but that game, ECU was winning, I think, two to one for for a while there, and once again, ECU was getting guys on base. It was just you know they couldn't score. Like I feel yeah. like especially the first game, but the second game, I, they, they just dropped the ball. They, they had like two guys on. I almost feel like every inning and they got zero runs. So kudos, yeah. kudos to uh, what's, what's the ACEs name for the, for, for uh, well, you guys Dakota. face Connolly early. Yeah. He's an army yeah. transfer. So yeah, no yeah. wonder why you like him. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's he's all right. So I'll, yeah, I'm taking the Wahoos. Continue on. I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. So, no, no, you're good. So this game, I'm projecting that Brian Edgington pitches for Virginia. He's eight and three with a 364 ERA, 81 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 76.2 innings. He has a 338 ERA in his last five appearances, which is solid. Uh, and for Duke, I think it's going to be Alex Gow. Um, he's three and three with a four sixty-two ERA, sixty-eight strikeouts, twenty-eight walks, and sixty point one innings. He started two of the uh of Duke's four games last weekend. Uh he had a three twenty-five ERA in both of those starts. So for me, I I like Virginia uh a lot. And it nerves me that the price is at minus one eighty-five. I think there's actually some value on Duke if you wanted to take them to win this game. Uh, Cause they had taken two of three against Virginia at Virginia earlier on in the season. So my pick to win is Virginia. However, I'm going to look towards like the series prop and think that Duke steals one game and this thing goes over two and a half games. That would be my pick that I feel most confident in over two and a half is minus one Oh five here. Uh, so- yeah. I mean, I think both. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. And uh, yeah, just figuring out that like Duke's pitching staff has been really deep all year long. And even with uh, losing Santucci, who is their ace, like they've been able to piece together uh, some outings like it's totally, totally fine. And they've been pitching. I think they threw only nine guys total last weekend, but they had pitched pretty much like four or five of them every game. Um, and each of their top arms had like 40 pitches uh, going into Monday. So they were, <clears throat> they were in incredible shape. Um, and then they completely shut down coastal Carolina in that regional final game. I just think if, if you're going to take Virginia here, minus 185 and minus 190 to win the series. Uh, so it's minus 185 to win game one minus minus one ninety five to win the series. I just don't think like I'm not willing to lay those prices for them. Just I'll take Duke or Virginia to win the game and uh, win the series in three games. And that's minus one Oh five. Yeah. Jump on that makes a lot of sense. Folks also jump on edge boost. Cause we are brought to you by edge boost. Ed, edge boost is the world's uh, first bet. Now pay later visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely an extremely valuable tool. Say you're say you're betting on East Carolina and you feel like you got completely robbed, right? You, Cause you did. And uh, you know, you're right there. You're right there to, uh, to, to, you think you're going to cash both those games. You got guys on every, every damn inning and you lose your money, but you're like, damn, I just deposited 500. If my girl or my wife or my husband or whoever notices another 500, 
being thrown into the account. It's just going to look a little weird. Well, edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. So why don't you dial up the old, uh, you know, play action fake, or I know this is baseball, you know, the old pickle. How about that? I don't know what the hell I'm talking <laughs> about, but um, yeah, the hidden ball trick. That's always been a classic. Uh, Edge uh, currently offers up to twenty five hundred dollars though in betting advances, and and look, imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on your some of your favorite futures, which we've given them out. If you followed us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, uh, and look, they won't tie up your bankrolls for for months or have you know your wife asking questions. Uh, you can also double down on your favorite bet, uh, or you know create an awesome middle or perhaps hedge. Ugh. Don't fucking hedge though. Um, but we don't believe that here on SGPN. But Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. You don't have to worry about getting your kneecaps busted by old uh by old, you know, Paulie two times up the road. Dan Campbell. Here. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. You got uh, <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about that. And there's no interest. And I I wanna highlight this because I think that's actually fantastic. Because part of the, and this is why I would lobby that gambling is so much safer these days. You have something like this. You know, some people that say, well, it's legalized everywhere. Look what's happening in Alabama baseball. Well, look, we found out about it before you weren't finding out about it. And then the scenario like this, where, you know, before the interest would, would, would stack on top of each other. And then, you know, you're owing so much money. You, you don't even know what the hell's going on now with edge boost, zero interest. And uh, there's plenty of ways to uh, essentially, you know, Make your payments on this, so the edge boost can also be a part of responsible gambling. All right, because you can plan your setup daily, weekly, monthly, whatever you know limits across all your betting accounts in one place. So support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to sign up today. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Probably gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we are back on the college baseball experience, super regional picks and futures episode. Let's jump over to, uh, I mean, the next game. The next game is going to be pretty fun here. Because you know, my TCU Horn Frogs and poor old Indiana State, who, shout out to the Sycamores. Great, great. You know, you took care of Terry Hope, but. They can't play in Terry Hote because the Special Olympics are coming through. So they're playing this in Fort Worth. What an advantage for TCU. Shout out to Lane Elliott in the chat. And folks, remember, you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe. Uh, poor such, uh, that's a really unfortunate situation for a little brother here, you know, or, you know, the mid major out of the, out of the MVC in Indiana State. You know I'm on TCU, but I almost want to root for Indiana State considering that. Noah, I got TCU minus one sixty five, but I'm not going to be mad if I lose my money here. And and I've, I'm I'm all over this one tomorrow. So or I'm sorry, fr- Friday. What are you doing here? Yeah, you mentioned the situation where they can't, uh, the Sycamores can't host in Terre Haute, but they will be the home team in two of the three games if it goes to game three. So they'll ho- uh, they'll be home in <clears throat> game one. They'll be the road team. Game two, home team game three. And also the Lupton Drinking Club on Twitter. Uh, they're a TCU baseball fan account. They raised over $25,000 for the Special Olympics of Indiana. So I wanted to give them a shout out. That was Fuck a great Yeah, app. man. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's, that is Super awesome. Cool. That is awesome. And that's always great when sports 
you know, we joke around a lot here, talk a lot of shit and stuff like that. But when, when sports has an impact like that, that is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, I mean, Indiana's got their hands full. Uh, Indiana state's got their hands full coming into this game. Cause they went three and O during the weekend, but they had to come from behind to win each game. Um, one notable player for them is Adam Pottinger. He has a 36 on uh, game on base streak, but TCU, the, the frog scored 44 runs in three games in the Fayetteville regional. Dude, one of those games <laughs> I stopped watching when they got to 20, I was like, I can't. All right. All right. I'm out. I'm out. They, <laughs> they averaged 14.6 runs a game over the weekend while allowing just 13 total. They averaged more runs a game <laughs> than they gave up in the entire weekend. Dude. I know we were talking about this. I know you tagged me in this or something, but my guy, shout out to Jeremiah Donati, who I know USC might be hitting up considering uh, they lost their athletic director, but Jeremiah Donati is a very good athletic director. And you can tell, look at TCU football playing for the national championship. I know it was a bloodbath, but they weren't, they, they, they were in the fucking whack 20 years ago season with the new coach. They weren't yeah. even expected well, to dude, be I, it, I know I'm older than you, but I'm saying like, I remember them in the whack in the conference USA. So the steps that they've made as a program and then basketball, Jamie Dixon had him in the NCAA tournament. I would like to think had a couple of injuries not happen. They might've even made a deep run in March, but they, they're, they, they're, a, they were a good team in college basketball this past year. And then this college baseball team, what's going on in Fort Worth? What's in the water? Shout out to Jeremiah Donati. Uh, anyway, continue Kirk on. Sarlus has the boys rolling and Trey Richardson. He hit three home runs, two grand slams. in that's in that second game. The first one against Arkansas, he tied an NCAA postseason record for 11 RBIs in the same game. I mean, this team is a freight train. And what do you say? Like, you just got to get off the tracks when it's coming through. So the line on this game is minus 165 on the frogs plus 135 for the sycamores. Uh, I have, I, I projected that Cole Klecker will start for TCU. He's nine and four with 60 strikeouts, 27 walks, a 418 ERA in 79.2 innings. Klecker has a 315 ERA in his last four starts. Indiana state is starting their ACE, Matt Jacek. He's seven and three with a four Oh two ERA 97 strikeouts, 14 walks in 96.1 innings. Jacek has a seven twenty four ERA his last four starts. So you got one pitcher who's in pretty good form lately and one that, you know, is not. So uh, that's TCU's nice pick here for me. They're minus minus one sixty five. Usually like the borderline that I like to lay as a singles, like minus minus one seventy. Otherwise I throw it in a parlay still at minus minus one sixty five. This is a nice parlay piece. Um, and for the series uh, to win it, TCU is minus one eighty five, Um, and then the season long or not the series, the series long is two and a half games, which <laughs> under two and a half is minus minus one twenty. That's not a bad play either. So I like TCU on the money line in game one, probably under two and a half would be my lean for the series. Yeah. I mean, I'm all over it. Uh, I had them going far and uh, like pre-tournament that Sunday show prior to the NCAA tournament bracket being announced a hundred to one. So I'm still pulling for TCU here too. Let's go. I mean, look, I I love this Indiana state team too, though. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them win, but I'm rooting for TCU. Uh, we jump over to three o'clock Pacific, uh, six o'clock Eastern South Carolina, Florida. Finally, see, I told you don't panic. Even though I'll be honest, that Florida A and M game out the out the gate was like what 
That was like two nothing, and F- uh, Famu had like a guy on first and second with two outs in the eighth, and I'm like sitting there like, no way, no way, is this gonna happen? I told uh, you, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. They just do like they just they come out slow. I guess is maybe how I need to adjust it now because it wasn't just the first game; it was the second yeah, game too. I, they I lost agree. the Texas Tech yeah, game too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what a. Hey, you you survive in advance, baby. Yeah. The Gators have moved along. They're taking on the Gamecocks. I had the Gamecocks coming out of that region, and uh, I did not have uh, the Florida Gators. So uh, this one, SEC battle, obviously SEC, the best baseball conference out there. And uh, I mean, call me crazy. Sorry, I'm going. I'm going Carolina here. I think Carolina. They woke up. They woke up a little bit. Give me that plus one fifteen in Gainesville. Yeah, they may have woken up. I agree with you. And uh, this is a team that on the weekend of April twenty first they hosted Florida and they swept Florida, uh, winning each game by an average of five runs. One of them was a mercy rule. Um, I, I'm I'm with you here. I, I like South Carolina. The uh, Jack Caglione. I so Florida kind of jumbled both teams actually shifted around their. Uh, starting rotation for the weekend in the regional and Jack Caglione started on Friday against Florida A&M. He's typically been their third pitcher uh, going on the weekend. So it'll be interesting to whether they choose him to start again on Friday in game one. Um, he won the regional MVP. He had seven strikeouts and six scoreless innings against Florida A&M um, in his last four starts. He has a 127 ERA, which is outstanding. He's actually been better on the mound than at the plate over the last month. Um, but South Carolina, they entered regionals winning just four of their last 15 games, scoring just 3.73 runs a game during that span. South Carolina scored 41 total runs in their three regional games, averaging 13.7 runs per contest. Uh, and Gavin Casas, he, he was one of those guys that was out during that time with an injury. He had six RBI on six hits. Uh, one Columbia regional MVP and Will Sanders, another one that was out doing uh, out due to injury for all of May. Basically he came in the regional as a reliever and he recorded eight strikeouts and in four innings, just allowing one run. If Sanders can return to that preseason ACE that I mean, I thought, I thought he had a chance to be sec pitcher of the year. He's going to be a powerful weapon out of the back end of that bullpen for South Carolina. So Plus one ten for the series. Plus yeah. one ten for the series. Plus one fifteen for the game. Do you feel is this like we play the series at plus one ten? I know you're a Florida fan, by the way. So maybe yeah. yeah. So I'm actually in a great position because preseason I took South Carolina to get to Omaha. So I have that plus twelve fifty ticket, and I also have a plus one hundred on Florida to get to Omaha. So I have a win here either way. I actually like Florida uh, South Carolina. To win this series, I do like too. if I'm being completely honest. Uh, look, I watched all those games and I thought, man, I don't know. Maybe they, they, looked, they, they were in Columbia, to be fair, but man, I was like, damn, this team is good. So yeah. they looked uh, how they looked in the first half of the season. That's that's how good they were. And uh, for game one here, I have so I had Jack Caglione starting. That's my projected starter here. He's seven and three on the year, three seventy eight ERA, eighty one strikeouts, forty nine walks, and sixty nine innings. Like I mentioned, he has a 127 ERA in his last four starts. 
And then South Carolina, I have James Hicks projected to start. He's eight and one with a 332 ERA, 54 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 62.1 innings. Hicks himself has a 169 ERA in his last four appearances as well. So both pitchers have been really good lately. I think if South Carolina wins game one, they have, I think South Carolina has to win game one. I think Jack Aglione is probably the weakest of the three starters that Florida has that they'll trot out there. So and go Jack with the Mahoney, 115 then over the 110. Well, I was going to say Jack Mahoney in game two is actually, he's better than Brandon Sprout, Florida's ace. South Carolina could pull a two game sweep here, in my opinion. That's how I see them winning this. Because Hurston Waldrip on game three against Eli Jones, I would actually favor Florida. I'm betting I, both. I Florida I'm betting both then. I'm taking plus one fifteen and plus one ten for the series. So hop on yeah. over, folks. Let's what's do this. The, uh, what's the under two and a half games here in Gainesville? Um it is Do we even have that? And by minus one oh five. Carolina plus twelve hundred to uh, win it all. Just saying. Yeah, I mean it's it's not bad. Let me well, especially yeah. when you're considering Florida's plus seven hundred. So <laughs> if you think they're better than Florida, well, shit. I mean, there's not the Florida's got the the fourth best odds and almost the third best odds. Yeah, South uh, Carolina is tied for the best odds as an underdog in their series. Them and Kentucky are at twelve to one, and they're yeah. The that game's gonna be fantastic. Uh, every year, I know Moneyline Mac did a great social media post on Twitter. Uh, that we retweeted from at TCE on SGPN. This is the most underrated sporting event, in my opinion, in in America. Now, obviously, we have like well, I, my favorite sporting event is the NCAA college basketball tournament, but that gets the credit it it deserves. This one is like it it should be a bigger it should be a bigger draw in America, in my opinion. Hey, and yeah. it was the most watched regional, by the way, this year ever. So it is growing. Um, and Tennessee Clemson was the second most watched game ever in the NCAA tournament regionals. So, uh, and that was a, one of those was a really wild game. Uh, Oral Roberts heads to Eugene, Oregon, Bob Roberts, Oral Roberts, that, that shout out to their athletic start your football program because your <laughs> basketball programs in the NCAA tournament every year, I feel like, and now your baseball, yeah. You better you take down the big bad Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Let's go. Let's that go. That was the most stacked regional, too, in my opinion. I thought that was the toughest regional. Dude, they're gonna go to Eugene and win. Let's go. I'm jumping on the plus one oh five. Now for the series, uh you know, what is it? I I, I looked at this earlier. What was it? Plus one thirty five. I think I even saw a plus one forty out there. Folks. If they came, you just said it. They, that was a, one of the, the, the most stacked uh, regionals. They yeah. came out of there. Why could uh, Oregon? I watched Oregon a couple times. I mean, they got they got the dubs. They got to where the you know uh, th- there was no gimmick. But I those are some close games they played. I, I give me Oral Roberts. I'm I'm buying in. Dog, dogs are barking. South Carolina. Oral Roberts. Maybe you even parlay that. Am I a maniac, Noah? So uh, Colby, we are in lockstep so far because Oral Roberts is my favorite dog in the super regional round here. Uh, they're just the eighth fourth seed to in history to get to the super regionals. But honestly, I mean, there was some talk that this team should have been a three seed. They were a little bit underseeded uh, and got stuffed in the Stillwater regional, which was 
like we said, absolutely stacked. I would argue, like we argued that the Nashville regional was the weakest and Oregon advances from there. They scored 24 runs in their three games and they beat Xavier two more times over the weekend to finish six and zero against the Musketeers, which is an impressive feat in any sport to go six and zero against one team. Uh, Rico, uh, Riku Nishida batted 500. He won regional MVP there. Oregon won the PAC 12 regional and the Stan, uh, Nashville regional without their top two starting pitchers, Jay Stoffel and Isaac Aon. And their coach, Mark Wazalewski said in the press conference earlier this week that they don't know if they're going to pitch this weekend either. And that's the big weakness of this Oregon team right now. Like in my opinion, that Nashville regional lacked good hitting teams, and they were able to skate by, uh, against the Vanderbilt team that was hot during the sec tournament. And they were putting up five, six runs in the, it was like weird. They were scoring five or six runs in the first or second inning and all of those games in the sec tournament. But then it was nothing for the rest of the game. And we saw the bad form of the Vanderbilt offense last weekend. When you have the golden Eagles who are averaging nine runs scored in their three games in the Stillwater regional, which was what we think was the best regional you had, they faced uh, Jaron Watts Brown in Oklahoma State's ace. They faced Washington, who had a really, really good pitching staff, and Dallas Baptist, who is my pick to go to call the, the College World my, Series. Mine, too. A really deep, <laughs> they had a really deep yeah, staff, yeah. too. So that was a super impressive weekend from Oral Roberts. And uh, Lane, Lane Elliott in the chat says Oral Roberts had that crazy comeback, uh, one of the better games were, of the weekend. Yeah, they were down eight nothing to Washington and came all the way back. Uh, and they, their center fielder Jonah Cox has uh, has a forty four game hit streak, and he's had uh, a hit in fifty nine of the sixty games this season for Oral Roberts. Wow. And they have a reliever in Cade Denton who just gave up one run in four innings with seven strikeouts. Like this team, I doubted them because they came from the Summit League. And I wasn't sure if their quality of play would transfer to what I thought was the best regional. They kind of shocked me a little bit here. I really like Oral Roberts to win this series and game one because Jacob Hall only threw about 60 pitches his first start. He actually, there was a rain delay that kind of completely washed him for the rest of the weekend. So Oral Roberts was already up against the gun, losing their ace because of a rain delay. And he's eight and three on the year with a 325 ERA, 87 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 88.2 innings. He has a 208 ERA in his last five starts. Whereas I think Logan Mercado is going to start for Oregon. Uh, it sounds like Jay Stoffel and Isaac Aon won't pitch. So they're going to have to run out the same rotation. And Mercado's five and one with a 630 ERA, 70 strikeouts, 47 walks, and 75.2 innings. He does have a 233 ERA in his last four appearances. He stepped up and both the Pac-12 and uh, Pac-12 tournament and the regional tournament. But I just don't know how long that's going to last. I like Oral Roberts to win game one and the series. Bob Roberts, baby. Let's go. Uh, All right, folks, before we get to look, those are all on Friday ESPN and you don't need to even need the ESPN plus. Now the Duke Virginia game is on ESPN two. The TCU Indiana State game, ESPNU. The Florida South Carolina game, ESPN two, and then the the Oral Roberts Oregon game, ESPNU. We got you covered, folks. Uh, look, before we talk Saturday's action, I gotta get us bid one more time. I want to tell you that the college uh, baseball experience is brought to you by 
Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy. They have Best Ball Mania and it's back. And they have $15 million in prizes. 15, one five. Whoo! What are you doing? All right. Hop on over there. Plus, they have plenty of ways to win with uh, NHL, MLB, and NBA uh, parlay player props, which is our, like, to me, it's one of the more underrated things that Underdog offers. I love those things. All right. You, you can find, I think you can really find an edge there. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, we are back. Man, the slate is fantastic. I'm super excited. You jump on over to Saturday. You got the Alabama Crimson Tide, which, hey, you can't bet on them. What the fuck's going on? They're taking out Wake Forest and Winston Salem. All right. You got to find this is a. This is a mission. If you got, if you're gonna bet this game, respect. Um, Wake Forest. This is where this is where the luck runs out, right? Or is Alabama's playing great ball? You were all over this man it, it, on both sides here, and Wake having this run, and and their crowds were good. I saw you tag me on on social media. Shout out to the Demon Deeks uh, fans that uh, I don't know where they've been for the past hundred years, but they showed up, um, and Alabama. Sorry, I had myself on mute. They had record sellout crowds. Uh, in the last two games, and one of them was played at. It started at ten fifty, and they played till two in the morning. And they blew out Maryland, but I mean th- the crowd was still there the whole time. And they announced a sellout for Super Regionals two hours into their sale. So just fantastic, they're, they're fantastic. Al- and then you have this <laughs> Alabama story, which I love too. You got the gambling yeah. angle, a couple DJs. Uh, they're fired. You can't bet on them. But at the same time, ever since that's happened, they are rolling. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of? I mean, I gotta go wake. Thirteen and four since I, it's I gotta go wake, but I it, there's a little bit of a chance for a uh, an upset here, correct? Oh yeah. In the past two tournaments since yeah. COVID, we had uh, the number one seed featured from the SEC taking on the team from the ACC, and the ACC uh, they were both two seeds. And they upset the number one overall seed. So last year you had Notre Dame over Tennessee. And we had the year before NC State beating Arkansas. This year, it's not a two seed, but Alabama from the SEC travels to the number one overall seed uh, from the ACC in Wake Forest. So there's a little bit of history here in this spot between the two conferences. Um, And like we mentioned, Alabama is kind of rolling right now. They're 13 and four under their interim head coach, Jason Jackson and their catcher, Matt Gachette went five for 11 with five RBIs scored four runs last weekend. And the third starter in Jacob McNary threw 7.2 innings against Boston college with 11 strikeouts. Didn't allow a single run. I think that run in the Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa regional was a little fluky. Now let me explain why they were, they were facing a loss to Troy in the bottom of the ninth inning, they had two outs. It was a ground ball to the shortstop. He overthrew the first baseman. Then the uh, defense for Troy proceeded to make two more errors, give the game fully away to Alabama. Alabama won like 11 to seven. And then they were, they had a cakewalk the rest of the way. I I wasn't a huge believer in Boston college uh, when in the regional in Troy, they lost to BC in that second game. I think they were just 
hungover after having a chance to beat Alabama the game before and completely blowing it. Wake Forest, I don't see this team slowing down. They scored 16 runs per game in the three games that they played in the way uh in the Winston-Salem in the Winston-Salem Regional and that was the most runs per game in a soup in a regional history for the NCAA tournament. They scored 48 runs and that was the second highest total in NCAA tournament history. The Deeks, they beat their opponents by a combined score of 48 to 7. Uh and second baseman Justin Johnson who doesn't get all the attention in the world. There's other boppers in this lineup that demand the limelight, but he went seven for 15 with 13 RBIs during the regional. I, I think Wake Forest gets by Alabama. I, I think that Alabama's their, their starting rotation scary enough to, you know, maybe threaten for one game, but I have Wake Forest going to the, to Omaha here. Yeah, I got you too. We're agreeing too much. We're agreeing too much. Uh, what's great about Saturday morning is well for me on the West noon. That, by the way, that first pitch uh, scheduled for noon. Hopefully, and and I'm I'm actually have we ta- we haven't talked about this. Uh, they canceled a bunch of MLB games today and WNBA games because of these wildfires in Canada yeah. that are coming through. And I looked at a map of this. Why was the NBA uh, WNBA game? They're inside. Yeah. Unless they're playing at Rucker park. I I'm not real sure, but uh, uh, look, when I looked at a map of, I I watched like, and who knows the news you're, you're, you're getting these days, but it showed this shit all going all the way to Texas. It kind of like everywhere on the East coast, yeah, Michigan, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, and it, it, Arkansas, you know, so when I, when I sit there and look at this, uh, so my mother now lives in, in the great state of North Carolina. I was talking to her this morning. And she's telling me the air quality is terrible in, in North Carolina there. I, this might get a little interesting because all these games, whether it's Charlottesville, Virginia, whether it's Winston Salem, North Carolina, whether it's Gainesville, whether it's uh, uh you know, where, where's the other one Baton Rouge. I feel like all of them are in the path of this. Um, you want to know my answer for this though? What's that? It's the NCAA they'll play. <laughs> <laughs> True, but COVID. COVID was a real thing, but yes, you're yeah, probably COVID, right. COVID was a real yeah. thing, and then the SEC said, "Screw it, we're going to play." Yeah, well, I mean, COVID, <laughs> COVID wasn't a real thing, but it was a real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, that's that's uh, a joke there. But uh, to, to be serious, though, like this has happened a couple of times in California, uh, and the San Francisco Giants have played games during these. Uh, like they would have. Well, they called opinion, the, a really the, cool sky, but I know it's. A, I a agree, but they called a couple games today, right? In the MLB, yeah. they canceled some. Yeah, so I believe they canceled the Yankees game for sure. If everything goes right, we'll have Alabama Wake Forest nine a.m. on the it, it, out here. I'm in Los Angeles, but I'm saying noon Eastern, and then you also get Virginia Duke happening at that same very time. And yep. then you get all these games scattered into this day and you mix that with all the other action. I know NHL, NBA playoffs, CFL is, is, is you could DJ world USFL action. <laughs> uh, you gotta love it. Uh, but uh, God's got, eye is going to be working hard. It's going to be working hard. Uh, Florida, South Carolina goes at noon. Well, like I said, we've already touched base on that game, but I'm very intrigued on this one. I am very intrigued to watch this game. The Kentucky wildcats heading into Baton Rouge. I, I mean, Kentucky fans shout out to the Kentucky fans that Lexington like was Wake rocking. Forest. They showed up. Yeah, they broke they were attendance record too. The only bad part is this is Baton Rouge. <laughs> and I feel like Baton Rouge, uh, you know, not having that home edge 
I actually think might hurt Kentucky as much as I want to t- like the, the Wildcats. I thought were a fun, fun watch all, all week, but I think you got to go LSU here. Go and go and name bread. Go and chalk here. By the way, I, I should rattle off the odds because that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky plus one eighty five for the, for game one here. You just weren't used to it because the last game we didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, give you, I'll cut you some slack. <laughs> LSU minus two thirty. So you don't don't take the money. It's a parlay piece. So honestly, this this play along with TCU not bad at all. Uh, for the series parlay. or for the game? Oh, I thought you were talking about the game line. Because LSU's minus two thirty for the game, so you're gonna you're gonna lay the two thirty. Well, no, I said so. TCU was a nice parlay leg, and then this LSU game would be nice. And if you put the two together, it's plus one thirty. Oh, I got you. I that got was you. The there. Okay, but uh, LSU's also minus two thirty five for the series. Uh, Kentucky plus one ninety for the series. Um, you think it's gonna be a game, or is LSU gonna flex? So it's tough because Kentucky, they visited Alex box stadium for a three game set against LSU already this year. The cats pitched off in game one against Paul Skeens and they got run ruled in that game. They lost 16 to six, uh, but then they won game two, 13 to 10 and lost game three, seven to six. It was an absolute nail biter of a three game series in games two and three. Um, and they did, they put up four runs on Skeens, who's been the best pitcher in the country this season. Uh, so I think they could be competitive here. The LSU, they averaged 8.6 runs in their three regional games. Kentucky, they only allowed 2.6 in their uh, five regional games. Their pitching was outstanding. Um, Devin Burks, Lexington regionals MVP. He went six for 13 with uh, a four sixty two average seven runs scored seven RBI, two home runs, Mason Moore, their reliever, one of their best relievers pitched 10 shutout innings over the weekend with seven strikeouts and just one walk. Um, Dylan Cruz. It was a good sight for LSU fans. He snapped out of a recent cold spell. Uh, he hit for a six fifteen average over the weekend, eight for 13 and three games. Uh, uh, over the weekend, five runs, four RBI, and two cruise missiles. For game one, I, I already said it. I think it's going to be Paul Skeens. Uh, he's eleven and two with a one ninety ERA, one hundred seventy nine strikeouts, just absurd, with just seventeen walks and ninety nine point one innings. Uh, he has a he has a zero point seventy nine ERA in his last five starts. But like I mentioned earlier this season, he did get he did give up four runs and in six innings to Kentucky. And I think so Kentucky did throw off against ball state in the first game of the weekend. They threw Travis Smith. I think they might stick with him, uh, keeping him on the same rest schedule here. Uh, he would line up here as their game one starter. He's four and three, a five twenty eight ERA on this on the year, 39 strikeouts, 24 walks and 44.1 innings. Smith has a nine ERA in his last three starts. Uh, and he didn't face LSU earlier this season. I would think like when run lines come out, this is a run line play on LSU. Uh, and I think that they win the series. I think that they're playing good we'll ball right now. Go Tigers. Look, I know some people might be saying, don't do that. Don't. Put your money <laughs> on the Wildcats. Take LSU. Go chalk. Uh, all right. Uh, later. 
Saturday. I'll be interested to, uh, before we move on. I'll be interested to see what the money line comes out on game two and game three, because that's when LSU is vulnerable. When skis in, when skis in is when skeins isn't on the mound. That's a tongue twister. That is that is a tough one. There, I'm not even going to try that to say that. <laughs> uh, noon. Uh, we also have Tennessee. I saw. You know, social media, <laughs> social media was lighting I mean, up. <laughs> social media was lighting up about the disrespect that they had to go to Hattiesburg. I've seen conspiracy theories flying out there. Oh no, I forgot yes. about those. I've seen conspiracy theories <laughs> flying out there, but Southern Miss are Golden Eagles, baby. Plus one fifteen. You know, I believe crime pays and what Brett Favre was doing. I know those for the volleyball team, what but the you know, doing it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and I'll buy into the conspiracy. But you know what that means? <laughs> buy into the conspiracy means they're gonna win. All right, so Southern Miss plus one fifteen against Tennessee. That's just for game one. The series props for the Golden Eagles are actually plus one thirty five. I love this play. I love this play. No, I, I know you might be saying, "What, Colby? Relax. Don't do this." But I, I, I look. I get it. They're playing Tennessee. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. But Southern Miss can get this done. Uh, they, they have tragic magic in a way. The coach is retiring. I know that doesn't yeah. nearly go for tragic magic. Crime pays, though. We believe crime pays. That's why Alabama's <laughs> said that winning the whole academic uh, calendar year. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Tennessee Vols, it's been a fun story. Those games are fucking fun to watch, but in Hattiesburg, come on, they're the Golden Eagles. I know there's uh, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee fans are like Hattiesburg. What's Hattiesburg? The fuck is that? All right, but look, <laughs> they're going to win. What are you doing here, man? Dude, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're seven for seven on the same picks here. I thought for sure you'd be going Tennessee here because. I think every show that we've done, you've been riding Tennessee. I, I was right. But you remember that too. I told you Tennessee was going to beat those Clemson tigers. All right. Yeah. Game was one of those games was fantastic. What was it? Game one game. One was, was fucking incredible. Played, yeah. Clemson just played once. Cause then, I mean, they lost game two. That's they were right. That's right. That's right. Got yeah. suspended. But th- that's, that's my angle on this. So like <clears throat> Charlotte didn't really have that great of a pitching staff going into the regional. And they Tennessee had to play Charlotte twice. I really didn't think that there's a, a competition in either one of those. Like I, I think I parlayed them in both games. And that game against Clemson, Clemson was winning the entire game against Caden. Like they were throwing Caden Grace. He'd given up one run the entire game. Tennessee scratches one base runner over on Grace in the ninth inning. Uh, then Grace walks a guy. So now there's first and second uh, with one out, and they pull the pitcher. Uh, Paul Grace and they put in, uh, they go to the bullpen, Zane Denton, three run Homer tie game, brand new ball game. And this thing's tied at five, five for the next four innings. And I thought it was a really, really good game. Very close until whatever happened with cam Canarella from Clemson. He says a couple of words to Zane Denton when he's standing on second base, taking his helmet off, they draw back and forth for a second. It really didn't even think like it really didn't even seem like Denton cared. And the umpire turned in an ump show. He tosses Canarella. And he then, if you get tossed from a game in college baseball, you're suspended for the next game. So that's, Clemson that, that's loses. That's ridiculous, too. Yeah. So Clemson loses their best. Like 
he had hit a home run and he had laced three other balls in this game. He was playing an outstanding game. Um, they lose him for that game against Tennessee. Tennessee then walks, or they, they score the winning run in the next inning. Um, and then Clemson scores two total runs in the next game that they play without Canarella. So I think Tennessee had a little bit of an easy run through their regional Southern Miss. On the other hand, they faced Sanford's ace. They faced Tommy Vale, Auburn's ace in the loosest bracket game. Cause Auburn decided to throw off against Penn and they got burned. And then they faced Penn's ace in the regional final game and John Browski. And he threw three innings Southern Miss endured all that they could the best pitching of the weekend by far out of any offense that uh, faced throughout the uh, whole first weekend, they are battle tested here and they're at home. And I think they've got a little bit of magic on their side. Like we mentioned with the whole Scott Berry thing. So uh, I'm with you. I'm taking Southern miss here in game one and the series. And I can run through the pitchers if you'd like me to as well. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? The dogs are barking. Yeah. Feel free to. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, so I think that Southern miss holds off on Tanner hall because he then came in, in the fifth game of the weekend for Southern miss. Uh, he threw 153 pitches over the weekend. I don't think they're going to start him on short rest on, on Saturday. Uh, I think they'll wait till Sunday. He would then be on five days rest, which is, or he'd then be yeah five days rest, which is a little bit more normal um, for college baseball four days rest. That's MLB rest. And these guys just uh, don't normally pitch on that. They usually pitch on six. So I think they'll hold off on hall and they'll throw Nico Maza. Who's five and one with a four thirteen ERA, 84 strikeouts, 42 walks in 69.2 innings. Maza has a six ninety two ERA and his five appearances over the last 19 days, Tennessee, they'll throw Andrew Lindsay. Who's three and two. With a 240 ERA, 64 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 63.2 innings. Lindsay has a 123 ERA in his last three starts. So I think that Southern Miss wins this series in three games. And that would be uh, minus 120 on the over two and a half, which also allows you for a Tanner Hall victory over uh, Chase Dolander on Saturday. But then Drew Drew Beam comes out and pitches game three and he looks great and he beats Southern Miss. I think that's the way to play this series is this game ends in three over plus, two and a half games. Yeah. And plus 135 for the Golden Eagles. Get I, I like Southern Miss to, to win it too. I, I like them to win the series, but I like them to do it in three. And I think the better way of attacking it is you can get both teams at three games at minus one, uh, 120. And we, I think you have it. Mac has Southern Miss win it at all. I have them winning it all. I just don't see the need of throwing a, a future on it for myself. Um, however, plus one thirty for them to win series, I don't think is a bad price at all. Let's go, Noah Beanick. You all American son of a bitch. Uh, final game on the slate here, Texas. Somehow Texas, Texas, they're bums. I, I told Miami, I told Miami fans, I was backing you. And if you treat me right, I, I won't, I won't take it out on you. I was right all along. The raging Cajuns had them on the edge. They had them on the edge. Uh, Miami and Texas is kind of like pissing in the wind. I still root for Miami, <laughs> but I mean like uh, now they play the Stanford Cardinal. Hippie Olympics. Doesn't matter who wins. Cause they're all losers. 
Did you see that video of the Fullerton fan out there? I did. It's I did. awesome. <laughs> and shout out to those San Jose State fans, even though they got drilled. <laughs> They came out because they were winning. They They came out. Yeah, they came out. Um, But uh, look, they're taking on the Texas Longhorns and Stanford. Dude, for a little bit there, I thought Stanford was going to lose, but they were like, nothing is over. Nothing. And they came battling back. The Cardinals showing some signs of life They're They're both minus minus one fifteen for the game. Uh, on Saturday, but the series props interesting here because the Stanford Cardinal are minus one twenty five, Texas is minus one oh five. Wow! Give me Stanford. I can't take Texas. You know me. I cannot take the Texas Longhorns. I know they have all these. I, this is a terrible matchup for me because <laughs> I I really don't enjoy for rooting for either team, but I can't root for Texas. Give me Stanford. What are you doing here? Yeah, so you're the one that always mentions the Blue Bloods and Vanderbilt. They dropped out, but the road to Oma always seems to run through either Texas or Stanford. The Longhorns, they're seeking their 39th appearance in Omaha. That would be 14 more than any other program. The Cardinal would be seeking their 19th appearance here, which was the seventh most. Uh, Stanford has never lost a Super Regional that they've hosted. They're 8-0. and at sunken diamond and super regionals, Tommy Troy went 12 for 21 batting 571 over the weekend with seven runs, a double three homers and 11 RBI Quinn Matthews, their ace threw 180 pitches over 11 innings this weekend. He surrendered just two runs on 12 punch outs uh, for Texas. Dylan Campbell is riding the longest hitting streak in Texas baseball history, still at 36 games. And he has one hit in 46 of his last 50 games. Uh, long, so it's pitching, uh, it's strength on strength in this series. Texas has really, really good starting pitching and Stanford has a really good offense. Maybe the best offense in the country, the Longhorns ace, Lucas Gordon went seven innings, only gave up one run with eight strikeouts against Louisiana. And then against Miami, LeBaron Johnson jr. Threw 129 pitch complete game with eight strikeouts, only giving up one run. This is going to be a super fun series to watch, I think. Um, and I think that Quinn Matthews isn't going to throw game one because he threw on Monday for, I think it was like 60 pitches. And like I said, he tallied 180 over the weekend. So I think they're going to have to give him until Sunday, which again would be five rest, uh, five days of rest. It's the same thing as the Tanner Hall situation. So I think Stanford starts Joey Dixon. He's six and oh a 499 ERA, 78 strikeouts, 39 walks in 74 innings. He has a 450 ERA in his last four starts. And Texas, their ace is going to be on full rest. Lucas Gordon, he's 7 and 1, 245 ERA, 98 strikeouts, 29 walks in 95.1 innings. Gordon has a 188 ERA in his last four starts. I think Texas wins game 1. And however, I did I like I really like the stat that Stanford's never lost a home super regional. On my sheet here, I had Stanford winning it. And I have Stanford uh, to go to Omaha on my bracket. However, for the pod, we have to fuck up this. <laughs> we can't go eight for eight picking the same team. <laughs> so give me Texas. I think they win it in two. I think they win both Lucas Gordon and LeBaron Johnson starts. Well, and you would that- go with the LeBaron after, you know, you were in that LeBaron <laughs> on your date back in college basketball season. Subscribe oh, to the college <laughs> basketball experience. And sh- shout out, I know GBO Farms is in the chat. 
saying let's go and GBO farms, you know, Tennessee Vol fan, Tennessee. I picked them to take down the Clemson Tigers. Good work there. Um, but you know, we kind of like Southern Miss and that blood money, that Brett Favre blood money to uh, you know, crime pays Alabama Southern Miss. Look, there's a reason why they advanced. Um, and our, he asked, "Are we getting a college football experience after this?" Yes, we are. Uh, we're going to go live at 5:30 Pacific, 8:30 Eastern. So, and shout out to Moneyline Ed who says, "Hit that like button." I'm on the Stanford Cardinal. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting to play Stanford, but. Do you see John Lynch was there? John Lynch was there and, and yeah. John Lynch, former player. Yeah, yeah. Former Stanford Cardinal baseball player. So uh do you have uh, a do you have a lock that you like on Friday? Saturday I'll do another show. Uh, because we'll get the four game twos along with the four game ones. So I'm hoping that we'll get like confirmed or listed pitchers for the other four games. I'll rerun through those on a separate show on Friday night. Slash Saturday morning, um, but the four new games I'll also handicap and do a show on that. Um, so for Friday, do you have a lock? That I you have really two like? plays that I'm giving away. Okay, I think you parlay TCU. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think you parlay South Carolina at plus one fifteen and Oral Roberts at plus one oh five. Wow, you're parlaying both of them. And my lock is the TCU Horn Frogs minus one sixty five. I'm betting on all those. God bless this country because it's <laughs> fucking fantastic. Uh, what what are you doing here? What's your lock for Friday? So the way I'm attacking this is I like um so I like a TCU LSU parlay that was plus one thirty, but that's taken a Friday and a Saturday game. For my favorite play on Friday, I like Oral Roberts at plus one oh five. Let's go. Eagles. And I'm what about drop. an Eagles parlay of Southern oh. Miss and Oral Roberts? We'll get like a college basketball experience graphic going too. I like to win that. The, can we parlay the series? Because we both That's like them to win the question. series. That's a good question. That is a great question. Uh, I'm gonna pop that in real quick. See. If yeah. See if we can get Oral that. Because sometimes Miss. they limit you. These filthy, these filthy whores out there limit you. Yeah, I tried to parlay, parlay the USFL them. last weekend. They acted like I was, you know, hacking into. Uh, was, I was uh, Edward Snowden 2.0 over here. All right, they wouldn't let me get anywhere on this shit. But yeah. uh, we can't parlay them to win the series. The Southern Miss. Come game, on, like, these companies. Come on, yeah. we want to gamble more. Stop being <laughs> such pussies. Southern Miss. At, so Southern Miss at plus one fifteen, I think, is listed for Tanner Hall. I think this one's mispriced out the gate. I don't think he's going to start this game. So I think this one's going to close a little bit higher on Saturday or like if it gets announced on Friday, Oral Roberts and Oregon's the last game of the day. That's when I take our Eagle parlay with Oral Roberts and Southern miss. Um, I got to bet it dude. I I mean, they're not going to let us parlay, but I'm betting both. And in my mind, I parlayed it in my mind. I fucking parlayed it. So in the futures market, my favorite that I'm taking, I'm only taking two dogs. It's Oral Roberts at plus 135. And South, I would take if you don't already have the future on them to advance, I have them plus 110 to beat Florida. Um, but I already have them at plus 1250 to get to Omaha. Flexing. Um, <laughs> and then Virginia Duke, I like that one to go to three games. Um, and then Southern Miss Tennessee. I like that to go to three games as well. So over two and a half 
I'm both of those there. And that, that would be it for me on this weekend. There we go, folks. Well, subscribe to the college baseball experience. We're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow there. Also, make sure you subscribe wherever podcasts can be found. Spotify, iTunes, College Baseball Experience. We're we're here all year. All right. Noah Beanick will be talking even in the offseason, some of the big transfers, all that good stuff. Uh, so subscribe uh, over there. Also, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe there. And like Noah said, he'll be back Saturday morning, early, bright and early. What are you doing? <laughs> Get your Apple Jacks. All right, let's go. Folks, uh, Noah's on Twitter at 77NB. Give him a follow. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Um, yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous, but uh, there someone <laughs> someone had Colby D. Um, so mine's I sound, ridiculous I, too. I sound like that fucking Ohio State, the Ohio State. Fuck you! All right, let's yeah, go. Fuck Ohio State. <laughs> oh, he's a Michigan fan. See, I know how to, <laughs> I know how to read the room, folks. Get the SGPN app. Also, check out the College Football Experience. As this weekend, we start breaking down all 133 teams with a solo podcast let's for each. Go. In every team in the land, we also have the FCS college football experience coming on its own feed soon. Ooh. Last year, I previewed all the FCS games, and I was a, a part of the college football experience. We're going to have the FCS college football experience coming uh, within the month, and also the college basketball experience. What are you doing, folks? We were every night. Me, Noah Beanick, Moneyline Mac. We're here breaking it down for you. We got some other news that'll be coming this off season as well. Yeah. Subscribe and to all that baseball picks page too. On SGPN. Yes. MLB uh, tab, college baseball picks. It's in the drop down. It's SG, for free. SGPN app is free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. We're not trying to take your money. All right. We are not trying to take your money unless you run into me at the local watering hole. Then I'll say, oh, well, why don't you buy me this round? No, I'm joking. Uh, folks, subscribe. All right. This is the college baseball experience. This is a great time of year, the most underrated sporting event. See you Saturday morning. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.